If you've lost your striker and broken your flint, you need to stock up on supplies. And the best place to do that is Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Rob has a podcast when you start your Amazon shopping at robhaswebsite.com slash Amazon. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Surviving no way to Yes, that's right. Survivor know-it-alls are back. Steven Fishpack, happy new e- happy new year, happy Rosh Hashanah, happy new Survivor season. Shana Tova. Yeah. Oh my God, it's yeah. it's all happening, Steven. And we are it's back. It's all happening tonight, today, today, this afternoon. Steven, and believe it or not, happy 50th Survivor Know-It-Alls episode. What? This is our anniversary, our 50th anniversary. What is 50? Is 50 like uh, 50, gold? Is this our gold anniversary? Yes. Happy golden Survivor Know-It-Alls that you and I have been together 50 times now to talk about an episode of Survivor. Well, I mean, more than that with Rob the podcast, but I mean, you know, the Know-It-Alls. To, be the, oh, to yes. have been the Know-It-Alls for, for 50 times, this is really something special. 50 times what? a branded Know-It-Alls episode has happened, and this did is our it. Did our listeners get me anything? Yes, a, a, a new microphone. Yeah, look at this thing. Look at this, look at this phenomenal thing. I can, I can just talk right into this microphone. Yeah, it's all, everybody chipped in and got Stephen Fish back a new microphone. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Not what I would have asked for. I would have probably asked just for money, but great. great. <laughs> All right, good. Well, uh, very happy that we'll be hearing uh, Stephen Fishback crystal clear all season long, and especially Sharp. We'll be hearing him uh, in six days at the Gotham oh Comedy God. Club for the first ever live Survivor Know-It-Alls. I'm, so, I'm really, 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 really excited. What's so cool is that, you know, I've seen on Twitter that so many people are coming in from you know, when I th- when, when I heard we were doing this, I thought, you know, really cool idea. I love the idea. You know, we'll get some folks from New York. You know, we'll have to like drum up our friends. But the fact is, it's sold out in a day. People are coming from all over the region, probably from all over the world, even all over the galaxy. Um, it was seriously, people are coming from a lot of different places, and it's really exciting to me a chance to meet meet the listeners who, uh, you know. Yeah, people are people are coming in from all over. And I feel kind of bad because it sold out faster than a lot of people even knew about it. Like people are like, oh, wait, I want to go. And then it was like it was sold out. So we'll have to do it again with a bigger with a bigger room. We're going to need a bigger room. We're going to need a bigger, a bigger podcast. All right. So yeah. we'll, we'll work on something like that uh, for the for the spring uh, where more people can come out. But this Wednesday we're and we're going to uh, record it for sure. Uh, I will work on the video as well and try to get that up for you guys. Uh, I can't make a promise with the video. Uh, I will get the audio up the next day so it won't be a live survivor know-it-alls on next wednesday but then we'll be back in our regular spot the following week uh for episode number three as we go along here on survivor san juan del sur so we want to make sure 
first. Blood versus Water 2. Blood versus Water 2. So we want to make sure everybody is locked in and subscribed all season long here. Make sure you subscribe to Rob Has a Podcast. Go to robhaswebsite.com slash iTunes. Or for just the Survivor feed, go to robhaswebsite.com slash Survivor Podcast for the iTunes version of this podcast. Or click the podcast tab to see all the different ways to subscribe, Stephen. Um, and if you haven't already purchased the, you know, 49 laws of survivor, please do. So, uh, Rob and I put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of work into it and you put like much more than I did. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I can't even imagine the amount of work you put into it. So, uh, I, it's, uh, we, we really spent a lot of time and a lot of energy to, to make, to bring this 49 laws. So, so go out, buy it, listen to it. Um, you know, learn from it really just marinate in, in the wisdom. Yeah, well, that was our, our summer project this summer. Steven and I got together for the 49 Laws of Survivor. We took the, the book, The 48 Laws of Power, and we applied each one of them to Survivor, giving you examples uh, from all the different seasons of Survivor. Uh, plus, you also, uh, over the summer, we did our Survivor Think Tank 2, which, oh, yeah. uh, which we're throwing in there as a, as a gift for your purchase uh, for supporting the 49 Laws of Power. So if you want to see more about that, you can go to robhaswebsite.com slash 49 laws or you can go uh, click the banner in the sidebar of robhaswebsite.com there were some great ideas in the think tank too most of them came from me and there were other you know and other people submitted that <laughs> yes survivor john smith of course john smith that's great it's gonna happen it's gonna happen survivor john smith versus john smith okay so steven all right let's let's dig in here you dig woman yeah you got to you got to, okay yeah uh what what an episode it wasn't it was a good first episode you know it wasn't like the explosive first episode we sometimes see, but it was a really solid, engaging, good first episode. And I felt, you know, right out of the gate, there were characters and pe- people who I felt I really was starting to root for, other people who I was starting to root against. So uh, this was the first time I've watched a season of Survivor since I was on Survivor without having done extensive pregame research, like watching all the videos, hearing all the interviews. And it was kind of interesting to come to it, basically not having any idea who anybody was and seeing how, like, what a jumble it is, you know, trying to really figure out who's who. There are like four girls named Missy, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't but Only it was one. great. Well, yeah, <laughs> just one, just one. Yeah, I feel like typically the first Survivor episode is marked by really terrible gameplay. And I, and I have yeah. to say, you know, there were some things you certainly didn't love, specifically Nadia keep uh, referring to Josh as like one of the girls. But other than that, I have to say that I did not find there to be terrible gameplay in this first time out. And I felt like uh, this was an interesting boot that they had to make. Yeah, it, it was. And it really seemed like, you know, some there was some strategy that went into it from from almost everybody. I mean, I thought there was some questionable gameplay on Exile Island, but we'll get into that uh, when we get into it. Okay. Uh, well, or let's start with the top story. Nadia goes home. Steven, I know you're a huge Amazing Race fan. Uh, you follow you, you, you follow the Twinnies on Twitter. Uh, you have a poster of them at your house. So I know you were very bummed out to see Nadia go home. I do. I like to call it Amazing Race. Who can get the best cab? Like that's that's what that my you know that's what that that game is actually about. Um, yeah, you know what? I was happy to see a racer humbled. It's always you know you meet these racers in real life and they they're like, well, our show has won all these Emmys. You know, they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder that they're on the worst show, and it was nice to see one of them come into our show and just like fall on their face. You like to see the Amazing Racers get get what's coming to them. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, great. Like you can like get on a flight and like wait for the producers to manipulate your show so you win or lose. Like Survivor's <laughs> a real game show um where you actually have to play hard to win and Nadia didn't. 
So does that mean you're rooting for Whitney and Keith this fall on the amazing race? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm Weef fans, you know, no matter what venue they're in, I'm Weef fans in country music and life in surfing, you know, anyone who, anyone who humiliates Cochran is a friend of mine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so I know you're not, you're, you don't actually follow the race closely. So you don't know just how fun the twenties can be, Steven. Yeah, t- tell me about the twenties. Like, give me like the background, like why I should have been rooting for or against them. Well, I just think that they're good. They're good TV because they're, they're two people that they either, they get along very, very well and they irritate everybody else, or they fight with each other and get into huge blowouts fights with each other. So that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. They either, uh, there's no time when they're ever not in conflict. They're either having conflict externally or internally. But now we have a new set of twenties already, right? Natalie said that Jeremy was her like honorary twenties. So, uh, so, you know, he's been replaced. So Natalie will have to uh, adopt the new twenty. So uh, Nadia goes home. Did you like that vote for the, uh, for the yellow tribe? We're still get working on the tribe names. Yeah, it seemed to like fracture pretty quickly into this is Poyopa, right? Poyopa. This is Poyopa. Yes. Um, they seem to fracture pretty quickly into men versus women. It's a kind of like natural dynamic. Um, and, you know, kudos to Val, too. You know, it really like when, when Val went to Exile Island, I thought she's screwed. You know, she's not that fit a girl. She was just lost an immunity or a, a reward challenge for her tribe. Now she's spending three days on Exile Island removed from everybody, um, you know, very easy and obvious first boot. So kudos to her from coming back into the game straight out of exile and uh, trying to build an alliance. Doesn't work out, doesn't work out, but she tries. And then they they vote. Uh, and it really comes down to guys versus girls with Josh as this, this swing vote. Um, and I think he made the right move. You know, the guys on that tribe look, look pretty strong. Uh, it seems like a pretty good group to stay with. The girls actually seem relatively weak on Koyopa. Yeah, so you like the decision for Josh. Uh, now, it's we have the decision from the edit, and then we have the decision of yeah. what happened with the vote, Stephen, because that's where this gets a little confusing, and we don't have any answers at this point yet, until, unless somebody tells me that there's a secret scene or something that uncovers this. We might have to wait until the next episode, because Josh ultimately ends up voting for for Baylor, Baylor yeah. and Baylor ends up voting for Nadia. Yes, which is weird. Uh, it is really weird. Um, and I think Baylor had a confessional where she said something like, I'm going to wait and see what Josh does. So I can see that like Baylor was, and you know, Baylor's like a, a Southern girl, right? She, you can see her sort of being one of the guys, right? Um, like kind of playing along with, uh, with the men. And like, if she was, if she was wanted to be on Josh's team and Josh said, Hey, we're all voting for Nadia. You can see Baylor like making that jump. Um, before you can see Val making that. Joke. Okay, that's fine. I get that. Explain to me, Josh right, voting why for Baylor. Does Josh vote for Baylor. Maybe he just wanted to freak her out. Maybe he wanted to like play against his alliance with her. Like you know, who knows what his rationale was? Maybe he wanted to. I, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. But I'm I'm curious to find out. I mean, well, there has to have been some logic behind it because Josh seems like he knows what he was doing. Jeff Probst referred to him, Josh and Reed as the, you know, their Survivor super fans. I think he referred to himself as a big fan of Survivor. So it can't just be that he was voting emotionally and he didn't seem to have any sort of a beef with Baylor. So you would imagine that there's some sort of a strategy behind it. 
was was he sort of was he hedging his bet? That doesn't seem like that's the case because then why would Baylor vote for Nadia? Somebody said uh, I saw on Twitter. Somebody said, "Well, what if Baylor?" He said, "Okay, Baylor, I'll vote for you. You vote for you. You vote for Nadia, and then I'll sort of yeah, nullify yeah. my vote." But why? Why do that? Yeah, and why would Baylor ever agree to that? I mean, I think that like the two reasons you vote for. Let's say there's three reasons you vote for someone, right? The first reason is you actually want to eliminate them. The second reason is you want that you want to make them think that somebody else is out to get them. Um, and the third is you're you just don't like them. So I mean, one is obviously not the case. Josh knows what's going on. Three is obviously not the case too. So it seems like he needs he's maybe throwing some shade Baylor's way, or you know, and trying to like spook her a little bit. Maybe he's like telling her a story about oh someone else is out to get you. You know, so hard to really say. It is hard Maybe to say he, um, because but it, also, there's a four. There's a four here, too, actually. Uh, and this is like something it's hard. You, you, you can lose sight of watching Survivor, which is like maybe Josh swore to Nadia that he would never write her name down. And he doesn't want to break a swear. You know, like that's there's that sort of like really personal human element, like watching. You're like, that can't be it. Who cares? Swear, not swear, whatever. But sometimes people really do want to keep their word in, you know, whatever way matters to them. Okay. Um, according to some of the people in the chat room, they're saying that in that Jeff talked to Dalton Ross and Dalton Ross says that, or in that article, it says that then they he changed, uh, Josh changed his vote at tribal council. Okay. He said, no new information. Uh, again, I, I think that this information is, is coming in from the chat room. They're saying that Josh felt bad for Nadia saying uh, that she didn't have family and they were the family. And then so he, it was that he felt bad. Well, Steven, well, now I've, I'm going to change my opinion around here on, on what I thought about Josh uh, after one episode. You think less strategic now? Yes, not, not as good. What the hell are you doing? You, you don't go to tribal council and start changing your votes around willy-nilly. Who could, who could yeah. trust this guy? And why vote for Baylor? Yeah, first three days, though, first three days, people are still getting their heads out of their asses. You know, like, I, I, I have faith for Josh in the long term. He's a theater performer. He's an emotional human being. My God, like, he's an actor. Yeah, so I, I don't know about that. That, that was is he uh, Spider Man or is Reed Spider Man? No, Reed, no, Reed is Spider Man. Reed was but my so, my pick to win. I that he was my preseason pick. Josh, I thought Josh I wasn't going. Josh is, is your pick to win. Yeah, yeah, he was my preseason pick to win. I didn't write a blog about it because who has time? But you know, I I, I pick him. Okay, uh, Stephen, yeah. let's just talk about the twist uh, this season and the yeah. blood versus water stuff because I thought it actually they, it was used effectively pretty well i tweeted last night that i liked the night zero thing i didn't really care about it so much when they did it in the first blood versus water but i thought this was good that we got to see everybody sort of like with their loved one for a minute before we separated them yeah i really like the idea of um non-returnee blood versus water like i think that's really fun i mean in any returnee season you know you have these pregame alliances right like no matter what anyone lies to you about there's pregame alliances and I think that really negatively affected the strategy of the first. I loved, I loved the first Blood versus Water, but you could see that these alliances were negatively affecting things, like you know who who was taking care of whom, right? Like Tina and Aris were in alliance, which meant you know Vetus and whatever. So it, it just like it's it's really fun to see. Um, yes, like I think that Night Zero like clarifies what the relationships are between these people, and then they're going to go off and join their tribes, and we're really going to see those that those reactions like play out in real time with no preconceived uh, alliances. 
Okay, so we got to see everybody a little bit by themselves. Uh, some people had better luck with making the fire. Other people did not. And so then we got to have this big challenge, Stephen. And so we have our first, not a Redemption Island duel. What, what do we call this? A blood versus water duel? It's called Hero Arena, Rob. Hero <laughs> Arena? According to Jeff, it is called Hero Arena, which uh, it ranks up there with Medallion of Power among worst names associated with Survivor. Named after the great uh, warrior Hiro Nakamura? Yeah, from, from Heroes. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. You can jump anywhere in time if you're in Hero Arena. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. All right, so uh, the, the, in Hero Arena, is it the Hero Duel? Sure, yeah. Or is it just a reward challenge, the reward duel? I think it's a Hero, a hero Duel, Hero Challenge. Okay, so it's it started off with uh, rock, paper, scissors. Okay, and uh, after rock, paper, scissors, uh, we ended up with who was the person that was uh, selected? Was it Dale? Jeremy. No, no, I know Jeremy was in the duel. Who was the person that selected Jeremy? Oh, oh, I didn't follow. I, I don't really remember. Okay. Uh, no, no worries about about that. So they they chose Jeremy to go into it, and he's like, "All right, I'm ready to go. Let's do it." And it's like, "All right, Jeremy, are you ready to see who you're going to face off against? Uh, should he have known this was coming?" Uh, I don't. Th- I I mean, I think there's so much going on. There's so many emotions, so many little things. I, I don't think you'd necessarily guess this. Do you think he should have known? No, I guess it is blood versus water. Like the whole thing in the last blood versus water was you're competing against your family members. Okay, so we get this reward challenge where he has to take on his wife. Yeah. Um, and so the stakes are the winning tribe was going to get the flint and beans. Yeah. And then the losing tribe was going to go, losing person was going to go to Exile Island. Stephen, yeah. are, are these stakes high enough? Do you think that uh, we've ma- made it so advantageous for you to win that people will not throw these challenges with their loved ones? Oh, you think it should be like two, you think it should be like less high stakes? No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with. I want the stakes to be high because I don't want people to throw the challenges. Right. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You want it to be an emotional decision. I think the stakes are like the right level of high. It's like it's something that's like benefits you, but is not something you couldn't do without. You know, if it were like an immunity thing, like that would be like, oh, obviously I'm playing. But with reward, it's like, am I being selfish here? Like beans versus my wife's comfort. I chose beans over like my wife. You know, I think it's like a good level of uh of a, you know, no, it's good. I like it. I think that this is, this is pretty good. I'm into it. Yeah. What now were you surprised that Jeremy beat Val? No, I was not. Once that, once Val had to like climb over a bar, uh, then, you know, it was like, once it was like climbing over the thing was, it was involved. Uh, Jeff Probst. How about Jeff during uh, that challenge? uh, Really, really just like berating Val, like dig woman. He motivated, berating, he motivated her, you know, she wasn't doing it. And then Jeff says, dig, and up she goes. I, you know, I guess let, so. Let us be you should, we should all have Jeff Probst shouting at us in our lives to achieve the things we need to achieve. I just, is it, is it okay to just uh, refer to, refer to women as, as woman? Is that okay? Um, I, what do you, I mean, what would he have said if it was Jeremy? <laughs> he uh, would say dig man. He would say dig man. Dig man. Dig, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Dig, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, like, come on, woman. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like it's. It sounds like borderline. Uh, you know, not not something nice you would say to somebody. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna give Jeff a pass. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. 
Under what circumstances would you refer to a uh, female as as woman? If I was encouraging her to jump over the bar, I would say dig. <laughs> friend. friend. What about if you're in a restaurant and you're trying to uh, get the, get the waitress to bring you the check? Excuse me, woman, woman, miss, woman, <laughs> woman. <laughs> I need the check, woman. <laughs> but Jeff was amped up. Jeff was yeah. amped up for this. Okay, so we have then the decision to send Keith to go yeah. to Exile Island uh, with Val. What do you do? You like that decision for Jeremy? I like it. I like it. You know, it's a, there's a, a bunch of things going on here, right? He knows that Keith is outdoorsy, even though they weren't able to make fire. He knows that Keith is outdoorsy. He also knows that Keith is kind of an older guy and maybe someone who you want to isolate on your own tribe and like be a kind of obvious outcast. So Val goes to exile with Keith and see, I know you know a thing or two about exile Island and uh, there's not been an exile since token chains. This is the first exile Island since token chains. You're the resident exile Island expert. Yeah. And we actually used to have a thing where like you could, you'd get a, like a little, a little, we had the two urn situation and you'd, you know, untie it and like it would have you give you something. Um, and uh clue maybe i don't know i don't remember it was a long time ago but also there was a thing where like you could swap tribes for us so you know obviously you should be sharing that information like that to me is where the strategic lapse of this episode came where you know you guys are together on exile val gets a a note keith doesn't get it val wants to build relationships you know and this is an opportunity to build a relationship it's also an opportunity to help her husband out so she gets a clue to the idol on her beach. Why not go to Keith and be like, hey, we got a clue. You know, if you can check this out, but like share this with my husband. I think this is, you know, and I'll look out for your uh, son when I get back to camp. Um, and the fact that she doesn't is only mitigated by the fact that Keith isn't aware of what she does. Uh, yeah, I was confused about this. So is the idol buried in the same place at both camps? Because it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. what they did on token chain. It's like the clue was, uh, you know, it, it was like for us, it was in, in, um, it was in our tree mail. So, uh, the clue was relevant for both of those. So I think that's what it has to be, right? Like there's one clue. They didn't know Val was going to get it. Right. So w- what do you think would be the better move? Should Val be sharing that clue with Keith? I think so. I think Val should share the clue with Keith. What do you think? I don't think that she should do what she did. I feel like that was not good. Just kind of hem and haw about it. Yeah. To yeah. say like, oh yeah, it's nothing. And she sort of like puts it back in his pocket. Like if Keith was like, a, was a little bit of a, of a more of a crank ass, like I could see him be like, uh, like, you know, F you Val. Um, yeah, but he didn't actually realize he said, well, it applies to Val's camp. It's not relevant to mine. He didn't quite get that. It had to apply to both camps. Yeah, because they just both picked either side. Like, you know, it right. wasn't like that they were assigned like, hey, here's something for Val. Here's something for Keith. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So meanwhile, back at Keith's camp, we have Jeremy. And Jeremy, I tweeted that uh, he was making alliances at a Zane-like pace, Stephen. Zane, <laughs> one of your favorite survivors. Zane was one of the greats. So, you know, when you're playing a Zanian game, you know, that, or let's say a Zany game, uh, that you gotta, things are going, uh, not so great. Um, so, so yeah, he made a, but he, he approached all the women and, uh, you know, maybe Jeremy's not so upset to be separated from his wife for a couple of days. Whoa. Uh, so yeah. Steven, do you like that for Jeremy? Is this a good idea what he's doing? 
it's funny how how much it worked and everyone just thought he was such an upstanding guy because he got teary-eyed like what a great position for jeremy to be could that have worked out any better for jeremy than to like win that competition and start crying like he could not have planned that better himself it's like oh he loves his wife right exactly like what a sweet guy he must be on the level oh and he's a firefighter now if tony were in this game he probably would probably lie about being a firefighter because like some people take fire side <laughs> is that you'd have yeah. to lie about being a firefighter right yeah i'm saying some people think firefighters are bad guys you know? <laughs> yeah well it depends if you're an arsonist or if you you know what your perception of uh firefighters is yeah exactly could be yeah. any yeah yeah, so I don't know. It seemed like uh, too much, too fast with Jeremy, but it did not. It did not seem to be any ramifications for that. So, who ultimately ended up being in the Firefighters R Us alliance? So this is uh, we got Jeremy, obviously. Uh, Natalie joined. She called him an honorary twenty. Um, Jenny, or is that a person's name? Kelly. Kelly joined. Yeah, there is no Jenny. And. There's no Jenny and Missy joined because Missy, she's had a bad, she's learned to trust her intuition based on having many failed marriages, which seems like the exact opposite lesson. Like, maybe right, don't trust her right. I should not trust my intuition because I have been married three times and none of them was right. Like, was I picked a lot of bad people? Maybe I should not go with the person. Like, were they arranged marriages and her intuition was like, <laughs> Missy, don't do it. Missy, don't do it. Like, no, I got yeah. to, I have to. It's arranged. I have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then, um, and then we're going to assume that then Keith is going to be part of this also. Yeah. Uh, well, so Jeremy says like he's, he, you know, he owes Keith one tribal council, but, you know, he's got no real obligations. And so then the people on the outside looking in of this alliance then are going to be Drew. Alex. Oh, Drew. Which one is Drew? Which one is Alex? Drew is the taller brother. He's the, the one that they were showing uh, how he's dumb and he's a model. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he's really excited about how much shelter he made. Yes, he's very excited about the shelter. So the people on the outside looking in are Drew, Reed, Julie, and a John who makes noises like the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The Howler Monkeys thing was pretty great. Like, Howler Monkeys are, really just sound awesome. He got a good at it last night, John. Did he, I feel like, the, I guess he got like the whole, like, I have depth thing. Like that was actually a confessional. And obviously like what's happening with his father is terrible. Um, you know, does anyone, does anyone would admit, but he, he just kind of seems sort of douchey apart from that. Hmm. Um, Maybe he's just like innately douchey, but all, but got a good edit. <laughs> I don't you know. Didn't, you didn't, get, I, I thought you he didn't got a positive edit last it. night. I, I didn't get uh, douchey last night. Yeah. Okay. And okay. you know, I'd call it if I saw it. I mean, you know, no, no one was, no one was saying you wouldn't. Yeah, no, that's uh, I'm, I'm well on the record for, for calling out douches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got some douche chills. <laughs> All right. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if your uh, douche star is, uh, is going off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's, do you expect that grouping to hold? Uh, do you think that Jeremy, Natalie, uh, Kelly, Missy and Keith will hold the majority should, Hunapu goes to tribal council next week. I really felt like Jeremy was getting the merge boot edit. You know, that sort of classic comes out of the gate, strategically dominant, big character, a little bit arrogant. So my feeling about Jeremy is he is going to be like gone at the halfway point. Yeah, I felt like uh, in that tribe, the other people that made uh, sort of the negative impressions, Drew did not get a good edit. He got the douche edit last night. Uh, yeah, Drew definitely got a terrible edit. Um, 
Did anyone else get a really bad edit other than Drew, though? Like, you know who else come? I thought got a decent edit was I thought uh, Julie Julie McGee. I thought she I thought she came across well. Which one? Who is she? John Rocker's girlfriend. Oh yeah, she did come across really well. Yeah, I thought she came across really well. Yeah, she's somebody I actually really like this season, Stephen. Yeah, I liked her too. I thought like the way she like kind of dismissed uh, Drew was pretty funny. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm married to John Rocker. Like, you're just a dumb idiot. <laughs> She's like, listen, I know, I know dumb idiots. <laughs> I know dumb idiots <laughs> exactly. very well. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I know I know completely how to handle this guy. So, uh, so we'll see. All right, uh, Stephen, what about uh, let's go let's go back to uh, Coyopa and yeah. uh, let's talk about Dale because Dale. Yeah. Uh, I thought early on he was the leader in the clubhouse for the fishy. And really? then, yeah, he broke his glasses for the tribe. It, it, even you, of all people, must know how important glasses are to people. Okay, but A, they're his reading glasses, which like only means that he's not he's going to have to squint if he gets an idle clue. And B, why didn't he just use a drop of water? Like the, the whole point of like you need the, the, the two focal points, right, in order to focus the sun. So the idea is you, the f- sun is coming down and you need the water and then the glasses and then you get the intense enough heat. So two lenses also would work, but, but you didn't have to break the glasses. You just needed a drop of water. Yeah, but if he said, oh, I just put a drop of water on my glasses, then no, nobody <laughs> yeah. would have said like, yeah. oh, Dale, you're the new hero, but... You know, I, I talked to Nadia this morning. She said that the guys were like all over Dale after he did that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know, you, you got to celebrate the guy, right? And like, way to like, I guess you're right. I guess like, like breaking the glasses in two and let this be a lesson to everybody, you know, bring glasses, even if you don't need them and break them in two for some reason, because you show that you're like giving your own stuff for up, up for the tribe. Yeah. Isn't that like a hipster thing to do is like wear glasses if you don't even need them. Oh, and then, tape. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Tape. Yeah. He's going to be like Harry Potter. Now he's going to tape his glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Steven, uh, if I go back on tomorrow, I'm going to bring like prescription, like magnifying glass glasses. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the move. Yeah. Cause I don't remember it's them ever everywhere. Like, I don't remember them ever like showing you in like an eye chart and being like, uh, like, uh, how's no. your vision? I don't need glasses. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall that. All right. So Steven, so Dale is the one that forces the issue. Uh, we've got to get rid of Nadia. I saw them on the amazing race and they right. use the U-turn. Now, Steven on the amazing race, a U-turn is when you can, you can hold up the other teams and make them complete both of the tasks that they have to do instead of just one. Wow. And so that's a real F you. Yes. But I believe I, I'd have to go back and watch the, the, the tape of this, but I believe that uh, Nadia and Natalie were proponents of using the U-turn. I believe it was at the final five on the Chippendales team. I believe that's uh, how that went down, but Dale did not forget about that. What a mind on, on Dale. Yeah. Smart farmer. So he's, he's a, both can make fire and watch television Two two very important skills. Those are very impo- important skills. So did you yeah. like the decision to get rid of Nadia for Dale? Yeah, for sure. And also like what this does too, is that it establishes a, that Dale is not, you know, once you've lasted one tribal council, you're a little bit more in the tribe, right? Like it's always the question of first, first boot is, is a very nerve wracking thing Then people can relax a little bit. Um, and they're not worried as much about ostracizing someone. It becomes much more about personalities, much more about alliances. Um, and if there is this guy's thing happening and Dale gets to be a de facto member of that, uh, being a guy, um, then he, you know, he's got a little bit of a safety net. There's, there's other girls out there. 
Yeah, I do think I like the move for Dale, even though Nadia is a great asset as far as in strengthen the challenges and will help them win challenges to get rid of her. She does have the pedigree of coming through two of these reality shows. And that and that's huge. Like, I definitely I think Boston Rob would have gotten rid of Nadia here because you want to get rid of the person that knows what they're doing a little bit. And, you know, she also was working on putting together a women's alliance. And yeah. I think she was a dangerous person to have around. Yeah. BR rules. Always do the BR. Always play by the BR rules. Not to mention that she was, she was also targeting Dale with the women's alliance. Yeah. No, I think it's sort of a no brainer for Dale. And like, honestly, like in terms of strength, that tribe is overpowered with John Rocker, right? Like Rocker, John, I mean, he was a, beast in that challenge and they got up they like got to the puzzle section much earlier like their, their problem is not a lack of challenge strength yeah okay so steven what about this thing that dale found on the water well yeah the little a little like uh but you know what like i don't wonder if there's like not some immunity idol like uh, tied to the water well in some way right like if the immunity idol is something that exists back at camp it's gonna have to be something either in the water well or on tree mail right so like those are the two structures that they have back at camp. But what could that um, thing be that Dale found? You can't tell me that that's the idol, right? No, I don't think so. But I wonder if it's somehow related to it. Um, like maybe there's something, you know, how like in uh, China, like the there was that little like, thing right at the center of their camps that was like it was like a little plaque uh, attached to one of the posts um, was the idol. Is that did they just put something out there maybe that sort of looks like it could be a fake idol just to have that in play where somebody could grab something and say like hey, this looks like a fake idol this would be fine yeah, production design you know there's all there's that random stuff everywhere like there's beads and at least for in, in, in my season there's like beads and feathers everywhere okay so they're yeah. giving they're giving you arts and crafts to make your own fake idol so they want to have like a Bob Crowley with Randy Bailey moment yeah there's glue okay. All right, no. you ready to jump into some questions from the audience, Stephen? It feels like it feels like the right time. It feels like the time to do that. Okay. All right. So uh, let's talk about JJ Rules zero seven, who says, uh, "What are you most excited of? Twinnies on yeah. Survivor or Team Weef on Amazing Race?" Uh, we we talked about this a little bit. What are you, What are you more excited for? Well, there's, I will never watch Amazing Race. So the answer is, has to be 20s on Survivor, even though I don't care about them. Why would you watch? Why would you not watch Keith and Whitney? It's just a boring show and they're boring people. How dare you, Steven? If they were boring, <laughs> why would they put them on the Amazing Race? <laughs> it's a mystery. It is a mystery. I don't actually know if they're boring. They actually seem really nice. And everything I've heard about them suggests that they're incredibly nice people. And once again, anyone who says to Cochran, you disgust me. Like, <laughs> how do you not agree with that person? Like, I, he disgusts me. Okay. Uh, Nate Hall says, I think we'll be seeing a lot of Alec and Julie. My spidey senses are tingling about them. Whoa. What is, so what do we think? There's, is this going to be like a Christine and Cody thing that Alec uh, is going to get close to, to Julie? But they, are, are they even on the same tr- tribe? Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, Alec is on the tribe with John Rocker. Maybe he just means these two are standouts. Like Alec and Julie are going to be the ones that pop. I didn't get that impression. What did Alec do last night? Yeah, he did well in the challenge, right? He did well in the challenge. Okay. Yeah, and he, he uh, I don't know. He, yeah, did well in the challenge. Uh, could my spidey senses are tingling? Could that be our go-to uh, catchphrase for the season? Yeah, I like it. I like that. Uh, we need a lot of Spider-Man puns. You don't want, uh, like you don't want to go with uh, this is my utopia? I only, oh man, I only, that show, that show, so terrible, such <laughs> terrible people. 
Um, Jasataja wants to know, did Dale act, actually accidentally find an idol? He claimed it wasn't an idol, but Val's idol clue indicated that the idol was at the well. Could he be the first person to find an idol and not realize it? I think there might be something to this, Rob. No, I, this can't be the idol. The idol comes with a note that says you found the hidden immunity idol. So but also, it was just like a little piece of like stuff, but there, it could be attached to the idol. Like maybe the the top of the well is the idol or something. You have to carry the thing like a <laughs> like a manhole cover around. Yeah. People know if you take it it's to like, travel capital. It's like, dude, yeah. if you play the <laughs> hidden immunity idol, then we won't have anything to cover the water. There's going to be all <laughs> flies in there. Don't play the hidden immunity idol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't think that that's the the hidden immunity. Idol. I, I could see it being something that is looks like a hidden immunity idol and Dale giving it to somebody and saying it is the hidden immunity idol. I bet. I think it's, it's not unrelated to the idol. I think there's something. I think that is going to come back and it's going to be somehow related to the idol. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll see. Yeah. It was it was Chekhov's little uh, lanyard yeah. bracelet. Yeah, Chekhov's bracelet. <laughs> Chekhov's bracelet. All right. Uh, the great Mark Stabation wants to know, has Jeremy employed the Russell strategy of the female alliance? Um, what, what did Russell call them? The dumb... Uh, Dumbass girls. The Dumbass. the Dumbass girls alliance. So I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like, I don't think Jeremy is as condescending to his alliance partners <laughs> as Russell is. But I mean, by the... I guess if you're saying that if you make an alliance with a bunch of girls, then you're doing the Russell strategy, then yes, he is. Yeah, and Wes. I mean, he's he's making an alliance with some of the weaker players, yeah. like as far as, far as weaker physically uh, players. Now, Natalie uh, is no. He's is, not Wes. It, I'm sorry. What did I say? I think he said Wes. Oh well, he, well, he has Wes. He has uh, Keith. Yes, Keith has Wes, and then also has Missy. Uh, right. He has Kelly, uh, and then also. Uh, you know, Natalie is, is pretty good in the challenges. So it's, he's not really building a, uh, a dominant fivesome. Yeah, no, he's getting some people who he takes them to the end. They're not going to be the ones who, uh, you know, get votes maybe. But can you get to the end with a group like that? I mean, you know, loyalty is everything, right? Like if, if you have a strong four or five and, and they vote together, you know, regularly. I mean, look at, you know, look at that Molly crew that coach put together. I guess so, but you had Sophie, you had Albert, you had uh, no, Rick and Brandon Hans. Sophie, Albert, Rick, Brandon Hans. I'm just saying that that group could win challenges. I'm just joking. Okay, yeah, but no, you're right. I, I mean, I do feel like, and I've shifted over the years where I used to say, "Hey, you know, just got to make it make the alliance that works for you." But I do think you need to f- factor in uh, who you're keeping around in the pre-merge part of the game. Yeah, I think so. And I, this is clearly not at the point of like, you know, voting people out yet, right? Like this is like the strategic alliance and not the, we need to figure out what the, uh, what the right vote is. Plus blood versus water season. You have to figure there's going to be some, some mix-ups. You think that we're going to have a swap? I, w- I would think so. Right. Like the swap is where the fun comes in. I, I think you want the people with their family members as soon as possible. Although I guess with this hero arena thing, yeah, it, it brings out that drama. So uh, maybe not. Yeah. I could see us not having a swap this season. Yeah. I feel like the swapping is happening when you have two people going to exile Island together. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe you're right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our next question. Steven, you want to take this one? Yeah, Yukon R wants to know, why do they leave Tribal Council with their torches lit and arrive at camp walking in the dark? At what point do they make them put out their torches and why? I think I, we can both answer this. Uh, why, why is that, Stephen? Well, they, they make you, they, they snuff them immediately when you leave Tribal Council. 
Yeah. On my season, uh, we did not return. I don't think we brought the torches back with us to camp. Yeah. We, yeah, that's nice. That's a Cushy Survivor you on where they carried your torches for you. <laughs> no, um, we just left we them there. Around. You left them there. You didn't bring torches to tribal council? No, they were there oh, already. Oh, I see, I see, I see. We kept them yeah, there. So Why we, do I need my torch back at camp? It's a great shot of people walking out of tribal council with their torches lit, right? Like, like that's a fantastic shot. Like to, and then, but they don't want, you know, a bunch of like starved and, and, you know, lunatic survivors walking around with fire in their hands. Um, so they, they, they snuff your torch as soon as you leave the tribal council. Uh, by the way, uh, just unrelated to that, uh, I really liked the challenge last night. Um, yeah, what a great fun challenge. Lots of like fun little levels to it. I love that little scramble at the beginning, the race up the wall, the puzzle at the end. Yeah, I thought that was really well executed. As always, Mr. Kerhofer. Yeah, good job. We like the challenge. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the Yukon R. And Yukon says, uh, with John Rocker's size, why does he think he'll go unnoticed? Even if he wasn't an ex-pro athlete, his size alone makes him a target. But he thinks it's about what he'd say in the past. Hmm. What I loved... I didn't even catch this at all because I'm not a sports fan, but I loved your observation about his cover, his alter ego. Yeah. Okay. So Wes said to him like, uh, like, Hey John, uh, what's your last name? And he says, wetlands. And I just uh, thought that was like, a, Oh, okay. Like a random made up last name. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. John wetland is, uh, you know, also another, uh, not notorious, but a, a very good baseball closer from the, you know, fr- from the 1990s. So I'm trying to think of uh, if, if I was going to uh, try to come up with, this would be like, yeah, if Jeff Kent went on Survivor and they asked him like, hey, uh, like, hey you look familiar. What's your name? Uh, I'm Jeff Bagwell. Does that do anything for you? <laughs> no, yeah, not me. But I mean, I I, I can get kind of what the what the joke right. would be for someone who, who understands sports. Right. Uh, I'm Jose Canseco. It would be like if if Lisa Lisa Welchel went on to Survivor and right. they asked her, uh, "Hey, you look familiar. What's your what's your name?" She's like, "Oh, I'm I'm uh, Lisa Simpson." Right. Right. Or Taj said her name. She was was Left Eye. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, that, that was just a crazy thing. And then, uh, you know, between Wes, uh, how many letters are in rocker? Like, uh, like, does your last name have five letters in it? John rocker's like, no, but they both had to think for a minute. You know, it wasn't just Wes. Like rocker had to be like, no. Yeah. I also saw, I think this was on the survivor Reddit this morning that they were showing like a screenshot of that scene of like Wes is like carrying like all these branches around. And then like John rocker, like this huge guy is just like walking next to him. Doesn't say like, uh, Hey, you need a hand with this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, he's used to being a celebrity. They, they, get, they get everything catered for that. He's the closer. He just comes in at the end of the job. He doesn't do the yeah. heavy lifting in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, nice. I like that. Eric, Eric Vaughn says, uh, I am by no means a rocker fan, but he seemed to play well with others. I was surprised. I have to say, yeah, I thought that John rocker had a, a as good of a start as he could hope for. Yeah. This kind of made me like into him, you know, like all I knew about John rocker was his bigoted comments a decade ago. And, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to let it give him a chance to change. Okay. You're, you're yeah. open-minded. Yeah. Uh, Joe Kirsch says, how long do you think John rocker can keep his attitude in check before he's voted out? Well, one one day. Yeah. No, I we thought that we didn't give him any benefit of the doubt. Uh he has proved us wrong so far, but 
we'll see. We are on a, you know, we are on a very close rocker watch at this moment. Rocker watch. <laughs> Rock. We are certainly on the the, the rocker watch. Uh, Steve, what did you think of the this season on Survivor segment? So I saw that you and some other people were were up in arms about it, like things being spoiled. Ah! I, I guess I guess there was something. It, it didn't spoil who it happened to, but there definitely was something spoiled. Uh, I didn't feel like it was so outrageous. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't particularly no, like care I did, for it. I didn't like it. I don't know why we were doing this season on Survivor, but uh, but it in, inspired us to go ahead and uh, we Stephen and I worked worked on this uh, for you guys. Uh, <laughs> we we have a we have a trailer for uh, what's coming up this season on on Survivor Know It Alls. Oh, I can't wait. All right, all right, let's go. Ahead. Let's uh, let's let's play that clip. All right, this is uh, this season on Survivor Know It Alls. Steven, I can't believe that you said that you and John Rocker are best friends now. What is that about? Rob, I'm going to leave this podcast. I can't handle this anymore. Steven, why do you have poop on your glasses right now? <laughs> you're much better at this than I am. I can't. That, that's maybe that's my bit. You're much better at this than I am. <laughs> Steven, I can't believe that you just got an amazing race t-shirt made up with Whitney and Keith on it. Rob, your audio is so impeccably clear. This is is not my forte. All right. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's what's coming up this season on Survivor Know It All. So uh, stay tuned for that. Let's take a couple more questions here. Uh, Let's go to, uh, how about this one? Whistler for you, Steven. Uh, Whistler for you wants to know, don't you guys miss the good old marooning? Jump off ship, jump off ships, ships and rafts, hike through the jungle, or even loot a village. I think it's kind of boring lately. Yeah, I, I miss the marooning. Yeah, I, I haven't thought much about marooning. That it doesn't 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 bother me, Stephen. Where do you land on the full credit people? Are you one of Are you one of the people that you want the full Survivor introduction in the show, or you or you don't care about that? I actually like the full the full credits. I love it. I, you know, it's it's not a lot of time, but I think it really hits a it t- hits an emotional uh, punch. I kind of feel like we should show it once. Yeah, I mean, they usually get it to it like the re- you know in the final episode or something. They give you the full credits, but I liked it. I mean, when I was on it, I liked it a lot because I liked seeing like all the people like get cut out of the credits, and then like, there's the jury members, and I get to laugh and laugh. <laughs> um, but but the uh, I don't know. I think it's just like such an emotional little thing of like it really kind of hits what like an epic and iconic adventure that these people are going on, you know, and really kind of, you know, one thing that Jeff probably always talks about when he talks about what makes survivor work so well is those little pauses or beats or moments that plays up just the magnitude. You know, it's not previously on survivor. It's previously on pause survivor, you know, just those little beats and pauses. And I felt like, I always feel like the intro is one of those things. Okay. What um, about you? Where do you come down? Uh, I, I'd like to see it once. I mean, uh, that I feel like I'm happy to have the extra minute of the show every week, but uh, I'd like to have it once. Um, 90 minute yeah, premiere. I, so. I feel like we could have, we could have made room for it. Yeah, I think so too. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go for this next question. This is from uh, Ismail who says, what are your thoughts on Jeff Schroeder taking over hosting duties of survivor live? Hypothetical question. If Robert Steven was offered the position, uh, would he, would he take it now? Steven, do you know who Jeff Schroeder is? He's a homophobic big brother contestant. No, Steven, how dare you? Yeah. So he, it's good. I mean, I guess he's an expert. He'll be an expert at interviewing Nadia, but 
Uh, after that, I don't know what uh, what he's going to bring to the table. Well, those two, those two could have uh, quite the conversation today because they do have a, they have uh, they have something in common, Stephen. They were both on the Amazing Race. Oh yeah. So so uh, yeah, like what a I mean, Parvati was doing such an awesome job. She like perfectly. She knows the game so well, but she's also so amazing at relating to people and getting them to bring out kind of like the best in them, right? Even even Jatia gave Parvati a good interview. Um, so. So uh, I, I kind of think that's a, it's a real loss. Uh, you know, I wasn't watching it anyway, so it's not a loss for me, but it's a loss for someone. Oh, who do you prefer on your Survivor Live, Jeff Schroeder or Bill Posley? <laughs> it's like, well, it's like Death and the Maiden, except there's no Maiden. It's like <laughs> both lions. Um, yeah, Look, I don't know what. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like a Survivor should have the job. I feel, I mean, Bill Posley knows Survivor. Better by a million times. No, I disagree. I disagree. I think Jeff Schroeder knows Survivor better than Bill Posley. Jeff Schroeder, if you ask Jeff Schroeder, like, uh, all right, Jeff, what do you think? We're going to, we're going to, we want immunity. We want, let's go to tribal council anyway. And we're thinking of voting you off. I think Jeff yeah. Schroeder would be like, guys, I got to say, I got to, I got to be honest right now. I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, yeah. He would not say, let's do it. You're on. But so Jeff Schroeder says he's rooting for John Rocker. Like what? I mean, what more do you need, you know, from this guy Look, to know that he's, yeah. So that here's, I, I think it's fine. I, I think it's fine because it's first off it's survivor live that it's very, it's, it's for a, a very sure, casual uh, audience. Right. It's not, th- right. these are not like these, these super survivor, super fan. If you, you know, live, breathe, sleep survivor, you know, it's not a deep enough dive for, for your sake anyway. So if you're sort of a, ca- a casual fan of the show that for as, you know, as, as deep as they're going to go on that show, Jeff will be absolutely fine. Uh, he's a, right. he's a fine host. He's been doing it on the big brother for, for all this time. I, I should it be a survivor probably, but I think it'll be fine. I don't think it's going to be a disaster. I was a poverty partisan. I get that. Like she's no longer on the West coast. But it's like, come on, they got they got camera equipment on the East Coast. You can you can you know film poverty doing it. It's a big production. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a partisan. <laughs> well, we're we're all partisans, but I have yeah. to say, you know, you can't just say like, okay, I'm here now. Like, uh, let's do let's you know do the show live. She did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to our next question. This is from USA Tennis One Five Five. Will the throwaway vote come back to bite Josh? No, I don't think so. But I, I, we still don't get the strategy. Could the strategy behind it come back to hurt Josh? Uh, yeah. Well, I think if, if the strategy is like he had an emotional moment and decided to not vote for this person, I think that could come back to hurt him. You know, like because like you said, you need to be able to trust the people at tribal council to vote for the people they say they're going to vote for. Like there's so little that actually gives you the opportunity on Survivor to prove that you're trustworthy. So you know, when you don't take the moment and prove to your alliance, hey, everything's in order. I'm voting who I said I'm going to vote for. Like nothing erratic is going to happen here. That's an important moment. And I do, I do worry that Josh let that, like he missed that. Okay. Uh, let's do two more questions. Uh, this right, Austin Thin. Oh, sorry. I was going to go ahead. Okay. Austin Thin. Uh, should Keith have picked up on Val's ob- obvious behavior when she wouldn't let him read the note? Do you think that, sh- that she was lucky enough that he wasn't perceptive enough? Uh, she's lucky that uh, Wes wasn't a teacher instead of a firefighter. That he was said, Val, uh, do you have something you want to share with the rest of us? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's lucky about that. 
She's, She's lucky. About that. L- yeah. Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But this will be a recurring theme that we'll get to talk about every single week. Um, yeah. Like who's who made the right decision with the idol? I think that's, yeah, that's the idea. I mean, the problem with exile, I think that the reason they retired exile is that like they had to give time to it and nothing was really happening there. You know, I like lay there for three days doing nothing and I'm, I'm, I was part of the problem, you know, and then coach just sort of took it out with a bang. But so this idea of having a real, a real, real stakes in the game where, you know, it's, it is family members. So the problem with the cross-tribal alliance was like, there was no real incentive to join a cross-tribal alliance. But if your family is on the other tribe, like then there's, there's sort of something there. Okay. Uh, last yeah. question, Stephen. bring it home. Project Mobius wants to know which house guests were you most surprised by last night? Uh, <laughs> I thought that Jeremy would play much savvier than he did in the premiere episode. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Island uh, guest. Island yes. Guest. Yeah. We're no, yeah. no big brothers over. This is yeah. this is Survivor now. Just because Jeff Schroeder is hosting Survivor Live, we're not going to start referring to the castaways as house guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised by by Jeremy uh, that he? Did you think he would play savvier than he did in the premiere episode? I thought he did well. I thought he, he had a great he had a great premiere. Yeah, I thought he had a pretty uh, a pretty good idea. Give us one more question, Scott. That doesn't refer to the uh, castaways as house guests. Uh, Phil H wants to know whose impression are you working on first, Rob? Steve, Steve, I thought this was for you, Stephen. Whose impression are you working <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, I'm just trying to be able to like keep up in our little like impromptu games. You know, I can't. I'm I'm like a step behind. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm working on a uh, Jacqueline impression. Um. Yeah. Good. That's gonna be good. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a good one. <laughs> What about John? You come on, you John Rocker. You're gonna, you're gonna be. It's gonna be John Rocker. Well, we'll work on it. You know, it's you can't force these things. At some point, the light bulb goes off, and right. I'll I'll hear it when I'm when I'm listening to the to play it back, and then right. and then you know I'll go I'll, I'll go from there. But I just like uh, you know I, I have to hear these guys talk more. This is like when Pythagoras invented the Pythagorean theorem in the bathtub. Like this is you with impressions, right? You're in the bathtub playing with a ducky. And you're like, <laughs> sure. Holy shit. Sure. Yeah. You know, just like uh, watching these shows over and over again and eventually something will click and we'll see. Some some seasons we have them, some seasons we don't. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we are we are locked in and loaded here for Survivor San Juan del yeah. Sur. Next week, Know-It-Alls will not be live on Wednesday night because no. Stephen and I will be in New York. Uh, there could be some former Survivors in the house. Really? Yeah. Which ones? Oh, well, we'll see. I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not announcing it because all reality people are flakes. Flaky. And Flaky. If, yeah. if I announce it and then they're not there, they're they're not, oh, you said no. this person was going to be there. And again, that it's the, it, I, I, we're, we're operating under the expect there to be nobody there. And then if that, and then if there are other reality people there, then, then be pleasantly surprised. Eric Stein. Well, we'll because see. Him. Yeah. yeah Eric, anytime Eric Stein can come out and see Stephen Fishback. I don't even know why this like fake rivalry started. Yeah, so that Stephen that Stephen Fishback has a very. You're like Vendetta. the John Rocker of of, of reality <laughs> shows that you know. You yeah. have uh, you have uh, hurtful comments about Big Brother people, about Amazing Race people, throwing all these all these stones from your glass yeah. house. Yeah, riding the the Ro- Arhav subway, I, I see all these people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, we're very excited to be back. Uh, please leave us your comments and let let us know uh, what you think about uh, what we said here tonight and correct us on the, t- the things that we got wrong because I'm sure there are many, especially early on in the season. And make sure you're locked in for all of our Survivor podcasts. I'm going to speak with the great Kim Sprodlin later oh. on tonight. Yes. She's, oh, I'm jealous. She's going to be our our guest. Steven, the voicemail oh. lines are open. Rob is a website.com slash voicemail or uh, 323-282-RHAP. I'll go over your voicemails tonight with Nicole. So uh, we've got uh-huh. a lot to do, Stephen. You're, you're locked in. Rob is website.com slash iTunes. Stephen, talk to you again soon. Oh, by I'll the way, oh, real week, quick, Rob. who got the fishy? Uh, uh, Josh, of course. Josh got the fishy. Oh, yeah. I love Josh. For what? Being the swing boat? No, he, I thought he, you know, I thought the way he played it was good. I thought, no, I'm sorry. What I really liked about Josh, and I, I didn't, I didn't mention this at all, was just the way he formed relationships with the people on his tribe. I thought you really saw Josh come out of the gate and create bonds. You know, when Dale was making fire at that, at that moment when it didn't look like Dale wasn't going to be able to actually get the fire going, Josh was like, hey, how's it going? You know, he, he gave him some encouragement. He brought him into the tribe, you know, and everyone said, Josh is the guy you go to. And he feels your pain. And, you know, Wes said that, I think, verbatim. And, like, that's like the Bill Clinton, right? Like, Josh is the Bill Clinton of Survivor. Really? He feels your pain. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, like, you could really see. And then he was so self-deprecating about it. You know, Jeremy was like, I'm running things. But Josh was like, oh, no, you guys, you guys. I think that he has a really great attitude. He's already working to form real bonds with people. I think that he's, he's in a really good position. And he has the right uh, framework to get himself to the end. Don't you have to vote for the person who goes home to get the fishy? No. Okay. Obviously not. Obviously, obviously not. not. Obviously not. <laughs> All right. And also, if, you, if you're one of the people that couldn't get into the show on Wednesday night, uh, we're going to be doing something after the show. So just uh, stay tuned. Oh, really? working. Yeah. That for the spillover for uh, after the show. Ooh, I know you like got to get to bed. You got to get to bed early, Stephen. But uh, I mean, I'll stay out for drinks. Okay. So we'll, yeah, we're going to do shots. <laughs> hey, Jessica Lee's like in the, a- Jessica Lee's in the chat room said that she was going to buy you shots, but then after your oh, comments shit. about Amazing Racers, uh, she's <laughs> out on you. We need a special like know it all drink, like the brew it all or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get Malcolm on it. He invented the Arhap drink, so we'll. Oh, there's an Arhap drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. don't. Oh, I know. Why, why, why haven't I been drinking it all the time? Oh yeah, yeah. It'll get. It'll put you. Uh, it, it'll put you toe up, Stephen. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.